Welcome to Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast here on the Boss Rush Network. I am your host, Corey Deer, and alongside me, as always, is the wise Wisconsinite, Mr. Jesse Douglas. How's wow. it going? That's going <laughs> to play real well. Yeah, that was the delay. Yeah. That's going to play really well on the audio version of the show. Uh, Way to go, Jesse. Should we do the whole thing over it. again? I usually cut it out for the cut, cut out those little tiny sections. Oh man, you do that sometimes. Hey, if you put that Just on if you put that on our TikTok there, Jesse, we're gonna get six billion views. It's fine. Also joining <laughs> us is we got to come up with a name for Stoy, a nickname for Stoy, soccer coach extraordinaire. The next te- no. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> he, I haven't seen Ted Lasso, so I can't be called the next mm. Ted Lasso. You're not Ted Lasso. So. We'll put it that way. No. Mm. Okay. I just finished the current season, though. Very good. Okay. I like that show. But also, I don't know. Anyways, that voice you hear, the the voluptuous. No, that's weird. Woo! That's weird. The <laughs> gamers facial hair story jovic hello hi story i'm here i don't i i don't know what i would call myself either so it's i'm always really bad with nicknames yeah i don't yeah. Gotta, gotta figure it out gotta gotta yeah. figure it out that's my homework it, for this it'll week come natural it'll it'll come naturally at some point you'll be at work and you'll be thinking that's what i'm gonna call them mm-hmm. and then i'll forget five minutes later you know yeah because so i gotta all... write it down old and our brains are rotting away from yep. all kinds of things <laughs> how's everyone doing speaking of rotting away hi <laughs> doing well <laughs> just rotting away you know just chilling yeah yeah oh god yeah it's been a it's been a week all the, i i injured my foot real bad at, at work so that's what i've been dealing with it's cool How did you don't Wait, how did you injure your foot at work? Let me let me share a little story with you, Stoy. Okay. Okay. So as 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 I may or may not have told you, some people at work have left the job. And so there's been more work for me and right, my associate. So I've been at the warehouse getting stuff because like I have to do that job now on top of current job and someone put a uh silver a door to a silverado on like the very top shelf at the warehouse you know naturally and like an idiot i didn't get a ladder you know i just tried to like pull it down because i'm tall so i went like this and just tried to pull it pull it down and it started falling and i tried to catch it with my foot so it wouldn't hit the floor so it wouldn't dent the the corner of the door and uh, the corner of the door just hit me right where my big toe connects to the foot. So Ooh. it hurts. Yeah, yeah, that's like a once a foot Yeah, I was, I was like, oh god, my sock is filling up with blood right now, but it didn't. It's just bruised. It's fine. It's uh. Tell, tell it falls so off. that, so that, so that's a less cooler story than I anticipated. Yeah, it's not great. It just—that's why my foot hurts. I didn't tell I you. I didn't you tell you like, it was this you know, amazing story. I just said, "Let me tell you a story." Yeah, yeah. I know. I kind of knew with that setup, it was going to be kind of a boring story. Nothing like you were at the skate park doing kickflips all day because you played skateboard, and you were like, "I could do that." That's true. And then, yeah, you just yeah. 
kickflip mm. on a rail or something like that, whatever. And it's true. I did, um, however, watch an watch a video on Instagram the other day of a guy on a BMX bike who went to go grind a rail and hit his head on the on like this awning when he went to jump up on the rail and the the awning was lower than he anticipated and he hit his head and he fell back. It was funny. Oh dear. Yeah. It was a good I've one. I've I've always wanted to get it. I like I I used to like just want to get into BMX biking and all those kinds of fun things like that, but I've uh, I just uh, I didn't have what it took to uh, be able to put the put your you know life aside and say hey I could lose my life at any moment here and I'm fine with that. Poor Jesse. <laughs> Poor Jesse. <laughs> Poor Jesse. That was there was his dream of being a professional BMXer. Yeah. Mm. I tried to BMX yeah. once. It was fun. Um, I'm. Look, I did not. Here's the thing. I'm a very large human being. The type of person that does not get to BMX. Okay. So, yeah, you're not yeah, aerodynamic. Even. No, I'm. Gravity is is not kind to the size of my body. So, okay. Well, and even the even the adult size version of those BMX bikes isn't very big. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, the, you know, like those things are. Well, yeah, you don't see gigantic 220 pound football players like at the BMX. Yeah. Like, let me grind this rail here real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh. I'm six foot five and two hundred seventy five pounds. Okay, I'm a large human being. It it that's not good for BMXing, guys. <laughs> Even when I was like, in middle school and high school, not great. I stopped it <laughs> in tenth grade because I was like, I'm too. Well, big. don't let the world stop you. Don't I let also the world stop you. I also tried to do a really cool jump and I fell, and I rolled down the ramp like a big beached whale. <laughs> it's fine. Guys, just there threw it some is. dirt it's, on it. It's fine. Threw some dirt on it. I went home, sold the bike. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and that, kids, is how your dreams die. Anyways, <laughs> well, then you find new dreams. Speaking yeah. of speaking of dreams, this is Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast, part of the Boss Rush Network, where each and every week we come together with our friends from around the internet to talk about everything we love about Xbox, including the news. The rumors, the game pass, and your questions if you send them in. You can email the show at arsenalxpodcast at gmail.com or leave a comment on the latest video episode. If you listen on iTunes, leave us a five star rating and a nice review. Remember, you can find all of our shows and content on bossrush.net, including other podcasts, our writing stuff, other things. Newly redesigned, by the way. So, other things. Yeah. yeah. I I did some small redesigns on the website today and I also have to fix the menu system but it's going to it's going to be it's going to be better for featuring things for you know just readability more articles on the page at once so you're not scrolling for 75 hours more featured content so it it'll be good I'm happy with it how about how about phone? Is it optimized for phone and stuff like that? Yeah, it's all optimized for phone. We're good to go. So there you go. If you want to look on your phone, you can read it on your phone. So we're gonna jump in to what we've been playing. Stoy, I'm gonna go your way first. What are you what are you playing? What's that game you're playing? What's that big meaty meaty game you're playing? What are you fondling with fish. your thumbs? Oh, I have oh. fish. 
That's I'm what fish. I was playing. Yeah, how's that? No, I was actually going to try to access to see how bossrush.net actually shows up on my phone. But anyway, um, yeah, I played I Am Fish. How is I Am Fish? <laughs> that good, huh? Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Wonderful. Well, it's, oh, man, just that. Is it fishy? Um, is it? It's uh, it's something. It's something, I'll tell you that. Tell tell us okay. about it. What is it? So I don't even know what kind of game this up. is. So the story sets up where like you're you're a fish in an aquarium and you're hanging out with your other fish buddies in this big gigantic, you know, aquarium thing, whatever. And you get fed this magical bread. This magical bread moves and it twitches and stuff and whatever. So like the aquarium owner like starts feeding you this magical bread and all your fish buddies are like, This is some good ass bread and starts eating all the bread. And apparently that gives you the strength and the energy to uh, eventually, because eventually all your fish buddies like kind of get taken up and, you know, they get sent off to other homes. Then you get sent to another home. But then you find out you have the ability in your little um, fishbowl that's completely sealed. Uh, you have the ability to push on the edge of your fishbowl and initiate a rolling sequence so you can roll and escape your captivity. Hmm. It sounds riveting. Yes, it is. So uh, we're talking about some of the most painful controls. Like, you're fighting this game. This game is fighting you. Mm. This game is literally fighting you. Like, it's like, you want to go left? No, we're going to push you right. Oh, wait, you want to stop? Nah, we're not going to let you do that. Mm. No, you're going to careen over that cliff? That sucks. Nothing you can do about it now. Mm. <laughs> mm. That's, that's basically the game in a nutshell. Is this um, a, is this by the same people that made I Am Bread? I feel like it is. Because hmm. that would like make a is. lot of sense. Yeah. But also um, bread laced with coke. <laughs> basically, yeah, because man, these fish love that love that bread, that twitchy bread. They love that coke. Yeah. And bread. Uh, there's a so naturally you're navigating through rooftops trying to escape, and I think ultimately find your fish buddies. You basically, like, once you escape, um, you know, captivity or whatever, and you land into a lake or you land into, you know, whatever, because it's in this coastal English town. Yeah, someone picks you up and then puts you in a home, and then, you know, then you got to start the whole process over again, but just more difficult. So uh, as you as you careen through, you know, you got multiple branching paths, and you have little floaty bread pieces that are just collectibles that are kind of just there, whatever. So... They put one in the middle of the street in the first level. Let me tell you, I died 26 times trying to get a little piece of freaking bread. <laughs> but I did it. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Yeah. So why did you play this game for so long? Is it? <laughs> is it? it was are like, there easy achievements or like? Is this like one of those, one of those like games that people just buy because the achievements are easy or what? What? What's no, the deal? The achievements here? aren't easy. This game is not easy. This game is not easy. Like. Like when I said you're fighting the controls, you're, yeah, you're yeah. fighting the controls. Like it's it's frustratingly if you don't nail the traversal and the movement correctly, hmm. you know, um, you're you're gonna have a bad time. <laughs> and Man. I think it's one of those games where it's like it's frustratingly hard, yeah. but something just keeps drawing you to keep doing it because it's almost like a challenge to yourself. Like I'm not gonna let this game beat me. Uh, you know? So it's yeah. like the Dark Souls of uh, fish games. Yeah, I guess so. But like, <laughs> yeah, I suppose you're right. I mean, I hate using that 
frame of reference to say, oh, it, just because it's a hard game, it's like Dark Souls. But I suppose you're right because that's the mentality of just like this game is punishingly difficult, but not because the difficulty's hard. It's because the control scheme mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. So that's why yeah. it, it's not necessarily like those kind of games because like Dark Souls and Bloodborne and stuff like that, like the schemes, but it's just the game is hard. Yeah. But trying to navigate a fishbowl, I mean, it's not like Super Monkey Ball. Yeah. So. It'd be cool if it was, uh, though. Super Fishbowl. Yeah. Yeah. It would. It would make the game probably a lot more fun, but. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I was under the impression at first look, is it was going to be, like, similar to that. But, yeah, that's, that is kind of a bummer. So would you say is that more like, almost like the games, like you have the uh, goat simulator and stuff where it's just like nonsense kind of stuff and it, it is kind of, because that game is too, like it, it, it takes some getting used to the controls for goat simulator. Like that game is very difficult, has a very big learning curve, but once you figure one, it out. Yeah, I think, I, I don't know if this one really has a learning curve per se like that. This one is kind of like, I guess, I mean, the controls are pretty basic and pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Like, just move the joystick around. There is a, um, I, I think there, the, the, there's a big tank mode where you're, where you're in a tank and you're floating around and stuff like that. And I think there's like, if you're, if you want to try to swim around, you use the triggers as like flappers, but that's an alternate control scheme. I never played with that yet, but, um, most of the time you're just trying to fight with trying to get the camera right and trying to get your fish to push on the tank the right way so mm-hmm. you don't you know careen off the rooftop and obviously if you smash your tank you're dead and then you have to restart yeah. so yeah because you so you're you're technically you're you're controlling the fish inside of the bowl you're not yes, actually controlling, you're not controlling the, the bowl, bowl. Yeah. okay yeah once you kind of understand that concept of it it doesn't become easier. It becomes harder. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. See, yeah, I think it, it that's it, probably. It, it, it becomes easier. I'll okay. I'll give it that. Once you kind of understand the kind of the mechanics and the physics behind it. But I mean, it's still it's it's still a hard game to kind of really get into. And I guess, it, you know, am I going to keep going with this? Probably something will drive me back into it. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only other game I played besides what I played last week was uh, another game that came on Game Pass called uh, uh, Subliminal. Hmm. And uh, <clears throat> I don't know if you saw this game. This game popped up kind of like Shadow dropped like a week or two ago. Uh, this game came out on the Switch I think a while ago. And it's very Portal-esque. Like you're going through you're basically apparently your character is in a dream state and you're navigating through this dream state trying to go from room to room engage engaging in puzzles but the mechanic of this is that everything a lot of things that you look at that you can pick up is kind of like subliminal nature where it's like it's all in the angle and how you look at it and how far away you 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 put it mm-hmm. so like so say for example you pick up a, a, a remote or something like that whatever so like you you know you move it around and you kind of walk away from it and then you lift it up into the air, and then you drop it, and then all of a sudden it grows ten times its size. Mm-hmm. And you use these to navigate through the area. So, like, say for example, you have one of the areas you get a big cheese wedge. You know, it's a cheese wedge about like whatever that big. Mm, so, cheese. but you 
but you have a door. I'm from Wisconsin, so it's you know it's this is important stuff. So then you have this big wall with a door way up top. So it's like okay, I got to make the cheese wedge bigger somehow, put it up against the wall, and then climb it like a ramp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like I, it's like a, it deals with like de- depth perception and like yeah. you, yeah, like the way yeah, you have of. something. Because it's closer to your face, it looks bigger, but it's not really. But it, in this game, so it that's actually the mechanic. makes it bigger. Yeah, that's the mechanic. Because yeah. if you're trying to make something get bigger, and and it took me a while to kind of grasp the concept of like, okay, how do I pick this thing up and make it, you know, make it bigger so I could, you know, that's what she said. Um, ah. <laughs> so, but like, yeah, it's all in like kind of like, you know, the your ability to look at it and then pick it up and bring it closer to your face and then almost like back away from it. Mm-hmm. And then it, it, th- th- that's how it kind of gets to a point. But sometimes if you're trying to drop it off, like, so it's like, say for example, like some of the rooms are just walled off, but like there's like so be a space beyond it. So like I'll pick up something and then I'll be like, okay, I just want to drop it there. Oh, it dropped behind that wall. Now it's gone. <laughs> that sucks. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, because the, the, there is like kind of like fourth wall breaking stuff where like you escape the puzzle mazes and then you got this voice tell you, hey, by the way, you're really lost and we don't know where you are, but it's fine. It's fine <laughs> because uh, th- th- there, there's like a kind of like a computer overlord talking to you, kind of like a um, what's her face in Portal. Yeah, Gladys. Yeah. Yeah. Gladys, that's it. Yeah. So not as funny as GLaDOS, not as like kind of dry yeah. sense of humor, but it's it's really it, it really challenges you. It really challenges you to think a little bit. Like you walk into a room and then you're like, how do I how do I get out of this? So you like you just kind of look around. You walk around. And it's like, okay, I can make that bigger, and then put that on top of that. And it's just the puzzles aren't too hard, but it forces you to think a little bit. Nice. Yeah, I, I I downloaded it. I haven't I haven't played it yet, but I it seemed very interesting because I like. That Listen, it's either gonna make puzzle. you feel really smart or really stupid. Yeah, that it, usually it's, it's one of those two. Yeah, that's I. Like, and it's and never I, the one I, you I like want. Never yeah. the one you want. Yeah. I I love those kind of games. Like uh like still to this day, one of my favorite games is Braid. Oh like, yeah. Oh, that game is just so brilliant. Mm-hmm. And just the the whole the whole twist at the end, oh, it's such a Ooh, brilliant the twist, game. What a stupid <laughs> twist. I thought it was perfect because uh, like was... you're so used to the whole Mario concept, and I I love that they make you the bad guy. That's just right, right, right. <laughs> anyway, that's pretty much what I've been playing. You know, besides yeah. all like ta- I'm still playing Tales. I'm still playing racing games. Oh, by the way, guess what I learned about Xbox? What did you what? learn about Xbox? Uh, that rims racing game that I was playing last week. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. I didn't buy the Series X version. Oh God! And oh. it does. And it does not have smart delivery. Apparently, that game. What? So if I wanted the Series X version, I had to buy the Series X copy of it. Oh God! Because hmm. I noticed that I was playing it earlier this week, and I was like, it kind of runs like dog shit. Like, I mean, it yeah. doesn't run bad, but it's like yeah. I'm playing it on a Series X, and it looks like I'm. It doesn't look like a Series X game. So then I kind of like look to see I don't have it it doesn't have the XS logo on the icon, you know, mm-hmm. on the user interface. And then I grab the cartridge and I'm like, but it says Series X on the box. But it doesn't have that little X sticker on the upper right. Mm-hmm. And this is 
Microsoft, you don't have up on this one. That's one. It's one of those boxes that says Xbox One first, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. So that's where I was like looking at it because I was like, well, I thought like because I know they said like it said Series X on it too. So I thought, well, I'll get the Series X upgrade, whatever. But you know, the fact that X- Microsoft made the cartridge look exactly the same as the Xbox One cartridge, you know, the case, mm-hmm. so to speak. Like, you think to yourself, oh, this is Series X. It says it right on the front of the cover. It says it on the disc. It says it. It's right Every- there. Yeah, but, like, it doesn't have that little X sticker, which leads me to believe I bought the Xbox One version. So, sure enough, that's what I did. Now, I don't know if I want to buy the game again just to get the Series X version, but... Well, and part of that, though, I think would be on the distributor the distributor of that game. Like, whoever, whatever, you know, the, the, the company that made that game decided to do one, the boxing... Well, yeah, because, like, like, even if you go into the Microsoft Store, like, they have two different versions of the game itself. Yeah. There's the Xbox One version. They both cost the same, but there's the Xbox One version and then the Series X version. Mm -hmm. And then there's, like, an Ultimate Edition where, like, you can buy, you get both copies. So, like, if you had an Xbox One and then you had a Series X, you can actually split the game, you know, into two, so to speak. Yeah, that... Yeah, that's kind of that's yeah, that's dumb. Especially if you're selling it for the same price. Yeah, you, you just make it make it one that's like it automatically. Yeah, just upgrades to the, you know, if you got the Series X S, you know, mm-hmm. just make it so then the it will recognize that you're using that console and download that version like a lot of games are. You know. Yeah, but apparently this doesn't have the smart delivery that Microsoft yeah. is obviously you know kind of pitched. The idea for one of and the I was rare just games. Like sing- yeah, and I was just singing Xbox's praises just earlier about how like that smart delivery is awesome because like you don't get prompted to like or you don't have to navigate through the menus to manually download it like mm-hmm. Sony PlayStation does. Like it just automatically pops. Here you go. Here's the free update for you. Well, don't need to do anything else. What I heard is Tales of Arise actually doesn't have smart delivery either, but it is only a one-time purchase though. So if you have the xbox one version you automatically get the series x version but it's not smart delivery so Mm -hmm. this is man that's so weird like i mm, man (laughs) yeah i know so i'm a little bullet hurt but that's okay yeah i wasn't aware this was crossroads the playstation podcast where all of our games are confusing yeah i know (laughs) damn it where's leron he needs to explain this shit to me. I don't understand. He's busy yeah. cutting sleeves off more shirts so he can do more podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was slowly morphing to Leron. We're not used to these back alleyways of getting our games. I know, no kidding. I have to, like, navigate. You know how hard it was to download Tormented for the PlayStation 5? You know how hard that was? Like, it was so painful. I was like, I can't believe I have to, like, manually search for a game and then navigate through 20 different icons just to find a game. I should just be able to just... anyway. You should just you should just be able to do it, you know. Yeah. Anyway, I that that's all I've been playing. Cool. Sad. I enjoyed your stories about your games. Thank you. Kind of sad actually that you yeah. didn't, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's sad, but it's okay. We'll start, we'll start a GoFundMe. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I just need fifty bucks. That's all I need. Just fifty bucks. So I can buy the game again. That's it. Not a sixty dollar game or 
the game, thankfully. You don't even get a discount for, like, an upgrade or anything? There's no, like, $10 nope. upgrade or anything? Nope. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Whoever published that game definitely fumbled the ball. Definitely it, yeah. dropped the ball on that one, yeah. I thought mm. that's what I looked at. I was like, well, maybe they have, like, an upgrade version because on PlayStation 5, saw a lot of games are like that where it's like, oh, you want the PS5 version? You got to pay full price for it, you chump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Chump. Let's talk about something else. Speaking of chumps, Jesse, what are you playing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, chump. I am on my Microsoft Windows PC. <laughs> I've been playing kind of. British... You're laughing, and I don't understand. I'm playing kind of Bridge of Spirits on my PC. Nice. Oh, okay. Don't worry. The earliest Xbox can get that is March, so we might be playing that next spring. Yeah. It's only oh, a six I didn't know window. that was coming. Yeah, it's, it's only a yeah, six okay. months win- the six month timed exclusive. Although the developer said it might be more like next fall, so they can get the port running correctly. Oh, okay. But yeah, like I I absolutely love the hell out of this game. Like I I just love the whole um, like they've got the mechanics similar to your like Pikmin. Where you kind of you you rescue or or kind of call upon these little spirits that are all throughout the the wilderness and stuff like that that come and help you and then you know as you build them up you can you know move they they'll you know direct them to stuff to move it so you can get things to stand on to access you know different areas and and you can you know call them to the different enemies. To attack the to help you attack the enemies and stuff, uh, mm-hmm. besides your physical attacks and stuff, and um and man, when people talk about this game about how beautiful it looks, they are not lying. It is such a good looking game. Well, the developer is uh this is their first game, but they're yeah. they're an animation first. they're an outsource animation house, kind of like Blur, right? Like they that's this what was, they yeah. do. I, I heard th- I heard this was supposed to be a movie. At, like they at first, it was supposed to be a, be short, like a film. short movie. It was yeah. supposed to be a short yeah. film. I don't know if you guys ever watched the. There's a. They did a really awesome Majora's Mask short film. It's on their website. Yeah. It's. I it's saw that. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. The only thing I liked from Majora's Mask was that. Mm, yeah. We can't be friends now. I'm just kidding. Fine. I don't want to be friends. I'm just kidding. This is not Nintendo Power <laughs> Block. Okay, your judgment. So, yeah. Your judgment of Nintendo games on this show will not be judged in our friendship. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Although Ed's, in the, Ed's in the chat, he might be judging you right now. Well. Yeah. No, I think Ed's with me on this one. Oh, yeah, Ed's Ed hates Majora's Mask. Yeah. He's like, yeah. oh, it's just yeah, a, it's just a side that. quest that's Zelda. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, Corey, Corey's the only one here who likes that game because I absolutely hated it, too. <laughs> I tried it, and I did not like it. I love I loved, uh, Ocarina of Time. It's my fourth but... favorite Zelda game of all time. Cool. <laughs> no fifth. I would say fifth. Top five. Anyway. I do. I yeah. I like. Anyways. Anyway. Yeah. How how is yeah, Kena? Kena, Is it good? Kind of Bridge of Spirits. It it like on my PC. It, I'm running a 2070 RTX, and it's I I got it running at 4K, um, just slightly under 60 frames, um, but it still looks amazing. Runs really smooth. Um, but yeah, like I just like I'm really interested in in this storyline. Like there's it's something about like these different kinds of masks and stuff. Speaking of Majora's mask, 
it, yeah. there there is some feel to, uh, of that in this where like you know like there's in certain areas that you you couldn't access until you had the mask of this spirit and it's like they make these masks to to um recognize the the dead and to celebrate them kind of and um and there's yeah there's these like spiritual like powers that come along with them and so she like the character kind of that you play as um it comes from a family of i believe it was her father would help uh souls move on uh, and stuff like that, and so that's kind of like a little little chunk of the story of what you know what you're kind of doing. You're you're kind of going through these different areas and and helping helping uh, clear this this darkness. It sounds like uh, over. it almost sounds like 3D Spirit Fair. I don't know if you yeah. played Spirit Fair or not. It's on Game Pass. It's uh, you're basically yeah, really ferry the souls to the afterlife or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well. Well, like I was saying is like, like, honestly, what it feels like to me is if you were to take Breath of the Wild and then put put Pikmin, like mm-hmm. mix Pikmin in with it, like ha- where you're doing the thing like you're doing in Breath of the Wild, but you're you have that whole system of the, the little characters that you can call on to help you do things and solve puzzles and and like I was like, God, this like really makes me. I would love, I would love a Zelda with Pikmin, this, you know, this kind of style. But nope. Yeah, I. I'm yeah, I'm just blown away playing this at the fact that this is literally the first game they've ever made, and and yeah, like I. If you like, if you like, yeah, the the 3D kind of open world esque kind of stuff and and a really good story like it it is definitely one worth picking up um when you you know like when you got the money for it and or if you know if you gotta wait you gotta wait and get a playstation but it's definitely worth it like in my opinion i i really liked it a lot i or like it a lot i'll probably yeah i'll probably get it when it comes to xbox just because like yeah. i I'll get a PlayStation five eventually, but if a game is coming to Xbox, I will 99% of the time get it there. Even if it's a timed exclusive, just because, you know, uh, this is where I play. This is where I want to play my games. I'm invested in the ecosystem, whatever. Like I just, I'll just wait. Right. Like I know the Knights of the old Republic remake is a timed exclusive for Sony. Right. But I'll wait, I'll wait to play it on Xbox. There's a, there's, too many other games to play i'm invested in like the halo multiplayer now which i'll get to later destiny and like a ton of other things across xbox so i'll just I'm, i'll wait right like i'll just wait mm-hmm. uh, but i am excited to play Kana. that game looks awesome awesome mm-hmm. no yeah i think I'm, I'm waiting for the physical copy because it's digital only and mm-hmm. i'm a physical copy guy so when i heard that mm-hmm. they didn't have they weren't going to be releasing a physical copy till like november for the PlayStation, mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, I'll wait. I'm fine with that. I got plenty of other stuff I need to get to." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, yeah, like there's still a lot of game, like especially now having a, a PS4. Um, there's a lot of stuff that I would like to get around to, 
mm-hmm. playing on there as well. But it's just it's so hard because like I just you know like it's it's stepping down now. I'll be like playing stuff on my Xbox. I'm just so right. It, yeah. it, you know, it's yeah. spoiled at this point. Yeah, that's the thing is like yeah, technically you don't really need these new consoles yet. But it's like once you. Once you move from like an Xbox, especially like an Xbox One X or S, and move to the Series X or S, and it's like, God, I'm mm-hmm. so glad I upgraded just because it plays all my old games way better. Oh yeah, absolutely. And like the zero load times, it just makes you. It, even when not go back and play on my old Xbox One and Series mm-hmm. and PlayStation Four, whatever, I'm like, God, these load times. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's. <laughs> So, or yeah, e- it's, it's, it's not just load times either a lot of the games run at 60 instead of 30 which like i used to not care about until all my games ran at 60 or 120 even for multiplayer stuff and it's like oh my gosh this just feels so much nicer and you go back and it's right, like yeah. running sub 30 and you're like how did i ever play this how did i ever play this <laughs> uh because for example like destiny's crucible mode runs at 100, 120 frames a second well, wow. if you got more than like four or five guardians in one space in Crucible, it would run sub thirty on Xbox One X, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is just—it's clean. It just feels clean. So, <laughs> uh, what else are you playing, Jesse? Um, that's pretty much. It. I did play a little Skatebird. Um, that I was hoping it would be a little bit more. Um, you know, feel a little bit more like a like a Tony Hawk game, but it's it's pretty bare bones. It's it's really it's really if you if you're into that kind of stuff, you might as well just pick up that Tony Hawk one and two remake stuff because it's I mean it's you know like that's what they wanted to make, and I don't think it's awful or bad. It's it's just there's not a there's not a whole lot there to do. Yeah. It, so. Hmm. That sucks because that game looked kind of neat. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I know we talked I mean, a little bit about it last week, but yeah, I mean, there, you know, there's some some humor and stuff to it, and you know, obviously with the the play on words and things like that, but but yeah, there it, there's just not a whole not a whole lot to it. Oh, that sucks. Tony Hawk though, that's a game. It's a good game. That's a game. It's a great yeah. game. And it does have that whole collection style thing in, in Skatebird, um, you know, like with their objectives and stuff like that. And mm. and who knows, maybe it picks up as you get into other other maps and stuff. But I, yeah, the the very beginning part, it was pretty pretty bare bones. Mm. So. Man, that that sucks. That seemed like an interesting take on skateboarding, but oh well. I guess it's my turn now, huh? Yes. Corey, what have you been playing? Uh, well, I'm glad you asked because it rarely ever changes these days. Uh, <laughs> I played played a lot of Destiny this week, but, 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 played some Trials right. of Osiris this weekend, which is like the hardcore PvP mode, and they mm-hmm. changed it up a little bit this week. And they added something in it called Trials Labs, which is like an experiment that they're doing to make it, I don't want to say easier for players that never play this mode, but more inviting. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, me and my friend Mitch were playing. 
and man we won some matches we won some rounds i got me a great pulse rifle called the messenger with a great roll on it you got reed's regret which is a linear fusion rifle i know this means nothing to people that don't play destiny but <laughs> I promise you these are great guns and i got great rolls on them and i got really cool armor three pieces three of the five pieces of armor i got it was a good time it was a good time and i hate pvp so yeah yeah I, yeah is that, that mostly that, what you play was pv is pve yeah okay yeah 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 because i yeah i would try to like the thing with pvp it was always like if you literally weren't on top of it playing mm-hmm. every single raid and getting every you know every single good gun there was no going to PV- all that crap yeah yeah mm-hmm. you go into pvp and you literally you'd be lucky if you killed like two people in the whole entire match because right, you'd yeah. just be so outgunned that it wasn't even funny like yeah it, it was insane i i i really don't like didn't like how they did that how they you know handled that and made it just so so overwhelming with with what you need to do to be able to even compete in that that area of the game mm-hmm. just shuts so many people out from a whole section of the game but but yeah. it's good if they're trying to make some stuff some little changes to try to work around things or whatever i don't know but yeah and me and a group of my friends are trying to create a group that's like a little bit more inviting for people who don't play a lot and trying to you know do things that you know because like the big mm-hmm. thing in destiny is always like people that are like sweaty tryhards are always like well you need to have this weapon and this weapon and this weapon and all your stuff needs to be masterworked and you need to you know have these roles on these weapons and if you don't have them you can't play with us because we need to do this we need to get in and get out and like that's not fun you know that's, yeah. that sucks i don't like playing yeah. like that like i avoid playing with people that i consider myself friends with because of that reason and so we're trying to just uh create a group that is uh a little bit more inviting to people who don't play a lot and don't have the time or the energy to play with people like that so um, yeah more about the fun less about the like trying to accomplish things you know like if you accomplish something that's great but Mm -hmm. it's not like the main focus yeah um Mm -hmm. especially like raids and dungeons and stuff that are a little bit you know harder and yeah they require teamwork and communication and stuff but like if you don't have the this specific sniper rifle with this specific role and it's not leveled up all the way we're not gonna like kick you out you know what i mean so that's yeah Yeah, that's that's gatekeeping that's kind of tough with they yeah right yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. and i hate <clears throat> i hate stuff like that so mm-hmm. uh, especially because like jesse you know as a parent it's like well i have like a limited amount of time to play anything <laughs> because of responsibilities and stuff you know like mm-hmm. I right i don't get to sit in my house every day all day playing video games so uh, mm-hmm. that'd be cool be nice maybe someday be sick but not today yeah i i don't i'm i'm not um i'm not proud of it but like yes you are this is 
this is the last the last se- season I think anyways that I'm playing of it because once uh, Battlefield and everything comes out, but I I paid the sixty or seventy dollars or whatever it was to finish my battle pass and Fortnite because mm-hmm. I just did not want to do the grind. That's that's fair. <laughs> I look I'm looking at my Destiny season pass, looking at it, and it's like. <laughs> They added like they always wait like five or six weeks before you can buy season ranks, just yeah. mm. just because like they want people to play it and get involved and whatever. But they added the do you want to buy a season rank? It's only a dollar, <laughs> just one dollar per season rank. I'm like, hmm. It would only cost me seven dollars to get more enhancement prisms to level up my gear. Hmm. It would only cost me twenty dollars to get that golf ball to masterwork my helmet that I've been trying to masterwork all season. Hmm. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> Priorities. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I play, played Destiny. I also played a, a smidgen of the Halo uh, test flight. And uh, I wanted to play last night, but I had, I, I mean, I texted you, Jesse. I just had mm-hmm. to take care of things. Yeah. Kids, so. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was fine. Yeah, because I had played it earlier in the day. Yeah, but and uh, I just you know I played a little bit, uh, like probably like two matches today, and it's just like it's it's good. Halo feels really good. Like it feels like Halo. It feels like the evolution of the Halo you remember playing like fifteen years ago. It's it's. Mm-hmm. I think three four three really nailed the multiplayer and the movement and the weapons. The weapons sound good. They feel good to shoot. The recoils don't like they feel they feel good. They don't. It doesn't feel like you're shooting the pistol and you're like doing one of these things. You know, it just it. Yeah. The game feels good. The movement feels good. The equipment feels good. The customization is really cool. Like you can literally cool. get down to like, oh, I want my arm piece to be this color and then my helmet to be this color or whatever and like you can pick and choose each set of each piece of armor uh you can have robot legs if you want so that's really cool robot arms like and you can like choose oh well i only want it from the wrist down i only want it from the arm down like the elbow down and it's like there's a lot of customization that's really cool uh it's just they're gonna i think this multi even if the campaign is mediocre like i think that this multiplayer is going to live on for a long time and like even the maps that they gave us like one of them in particular has a real titanfall feel to it like just the way it's designed and and the Mm -hmm. aesthetic of it i forget Mm -hmm. what it's called that looks like one it just feels like one of those maps that's going to be like that's going to be up there with blood gulch and wizard and and you know all the old classic halo maps is something you point to me like that's an instant classic so mm-hmm. uh really enjoying it really like it uh i'm excited for december when it launches because i will probably be playing a lot of it not a lot of it yeah. but I'll, I'll play it when i have time you know so yeah it'll be, I'm, it, it'll be a once a weeker for me for a while mm-hmm. at least yeah i'm i've been so uh deprived of like good uh first person shooters and stuff like that for a little while here where i just haven't really had anything that's really been keeping my interest in that that department and so i am so ready for 
for Halo and for for Battlefield. Like both of those, I am like like full on excited for. Like I cannot wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they I kinda, both... sometimes I kind of miss the days of the uh, you know onslaught. Like it was like late Xbox, early 360, and PS3 days of just like every game was a first person shooter. It seemed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, there were some gems in there. There was some garbage. So I imagine the market got saturated and just cleaned house. What I to this day like seriously one of the best games that like barely anyone ever talked about was the the um the, the, now I forget what it exactly was called but home the home front game I think there was like a subtitle to that but the very first home front game like that that story mode it was really was interesting really intense. yeah. Yeah, like that was such a cool like home front revolution you're thinking of. That yeah, was just kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's yeah. a and there, there, there's a really good video on um on YouTube. Uh, it's that uh, channel called Gamers where they like actually do like a deep dive into certain games and what happened, yeah. so to speak. They did a really good deep dive into that and all the trouble that that game went through, and it was yeah. like they just. We spent so long making this game. Let's just freaking release it and just forget about it. You know, it's yeah. kind of sucked because that game deserved better. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, at the time, I want to say it was one of the the only games that was running on true um, dedicated servers, like, for their, for their multiplayer. And mm-hmm. I'm talking not even Activision or Call of Duty was on them yet. And and their their multiplayer was actually pretty decent. It was like a really good mix mm-hmm. of the whole like earning kill streaks type things, but yet it felt like a battlefield game in some ways. Like they did a really good job of almost picking this this in between a battlefield and Call of Duty game. And, right, right. and I really I I enjoyed playing that game a lot. But that story was like one of still i think one of my favorite from 360 really good like the first first person campaigns Mm -hmm. uh the other thing too in halo is like that grappling hook they i played around with that a little bit also today and like the way you can like pull yourself towards enemies or uh, pull guns towards you if you're out of ammo is like a really yeah. neat mechanic that I'm like, man, like this that. is the pe- like the people that are gonna master this are gonna just slaughter everyone because this is like it, it's a really cool mechanic and like being able to get to higher level, higher elevations quickly. Uh, I can see really good snipers taking out people who are grappling really high, mm-hmm. but like if you can if you can get to a higher place and you're good at sniping and using this, it's just gonna be. The world is going to be your oyster. Yeah. Yeah. So that grappling hook, though, man, love, love a yeah. good grappling hook. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I honestly, I, when I was playing this game, I'm like, you know what? They're, they've, they've made it pretty bare bones and it does feel really good. And like that, like uh, Halo two or three, yeah. like as far as gameplay wise, and I'm almost tempted to hook my uh, my mouse and keyboard up and play play like that again because, like, my problem is is I I haven't played that way in so long that now things like Call of Duty and all that there's so much more going on mm-hmm. that it's not it's not a simple thing to just jump on a keyboard and a mouse yeah. and be able to just master it right away. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, they made it so you know basic and bare bones, but yet feel 
really good and, and up to date that I, I almost feel like I could jump on it with a mouse and keyboard and because it, it's it's gonna it's definitely gonna be difficult like because it's it, you know Halo has always been about you know precision and headshots you know like right and and if you can't do that it's it's really hard to get good at that game but yeah yeah I was I was enjoying it a lot I did I did run into some issues though in the in the um the gun training mode um there was one of the guns it, it's like towards the bottom i think it's the one right before the rocket launcher it's like it it shoots like some kind of like exploding like flame stuff yeah. or something like that yeah i was i had an issue where um some of the dummies that would you know the guys that would show up yeah like it, my my shots were literally just going right through them and it Poor wasn't it, it wasn't registering <laughs> at all so I ended up failing that horribly because I could not get rid of like I could not eliminate that guy. So like I don't and I don't know if you know if that's something that they'll have to fix in the the full game. But um, yeah, I don't know. I was having some issues with with certain things just in that mode that I was noticing where it didn't seem like it was always hitting the 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 targets. But yeah. But I do like how you, you the body part glows when you hit it. Yeah. Like to let you know where you're hitting. Sick. Mm-hmm. It's Sick. cool. It's cool. Uh, that's all I've been playing. We're gonna we're gonna jump jump into this news, guys. There's some there's a pretty big news story here. Uh, about Crystal Dynamics is partnering with Microsoft and uh, the initiative. The the official statement from Square Enix says Crystal Dynamics is quote on loan. <laughs> to Microsoft, uh, I don't know. You could do this, really. I yeah. wonder how that works. Like, do you just like? It works like soccer, right? Team. You can do that in soccer, right? You can loan players yeah. to other places, right? So yeah, and it's and it's up to that you know club. So like Crystal Dynamics could be like, eh, keep them, mm-hmm. yeah. or Crystal Dynamics would be like, yeah, we want them back. Well, this like after we talk about this, that that actually like has has the some thoughts that we talked about last week when we talked about who Xbox might be buying and uh, some people said that Xbox was looking to buy Square Enix this was like last summer and I was like well that's not going to happen but no I do feel like Square Enix wants to offload their western division and which mm-hmm. would be uh Crystal Dynamics, IDOS Montreal, there's uh I think uh Square Europe or whatever their publishing arm uh, I feel like I feel like this would be like a good subsection of of studios to buy because that would give them that would give them Tomb Raider that would give them Deus Ex which let me tell Hell you yeah an arcane yeah. Deus Ex game we need another Deus Ex uh, and we need another Tomb Raider it's been too long well, Deus Ex we've <laughs> uh, had enough Tomb Raider no, no we need more Tomb Raider we need more I mean, both. I'll agree with that but we need more both. Cool. More both. Sex first. More both. Yes. Uh, sex first. So, but yeah, so surprise news that the initiative would be partnering with Crystal Dynamics on the upcoming Perfect Dark game. The Xbox studio said it was, quote, incredibly excited to work with a developer known for titles like Tomb Raider. And in response to this, Crystal Dynamics has shared its own message on social media about the new partnership. It's, quote, thrilled to be involved. Nothing, uh, 
nothing how it or i think it's supposed to say noting how it thrives on re reimagining iconic heroes uh crystal dynamics on twitter said we couldn't be more excited to join forces with quote with uh the initiative uh to bring perfect dark to a new generation of gamers we thrive on reimagining epic heroes and can't wait to realize this first person spy thriller together um yeah, so, that kind of makes me a little upset because not upset, but like kind of bummed. Like, oh man, it's first yeah. person. Like, yeah. we were talking earlier that we wish it would kind of go to the third person route, but yeah, I uh, I think it'll it'll still be good regardless. Mm. Yeah, I am a little concerned though that like Xbox, uh, this is their brand new quote quadruple A studio, and they have to outsource, you know, partnering with another studio to do this. Well, that's how the that's how much they want to, you know, like triple down basically to say this is a, you know, four A studio or whatever you want to call it. Like we're we're bringing in big guns for this, because Crystal Dynamics, man, they make they made some good stuff. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. It's just like, man, I I'm kind of worried about some of some of the studios though, because like I just feel like what's going on with managing these studios, right? Like. I feel like 343 has been kind of mismanaged. I feel like the only studio that's been really managed well is the hey, Coalition. Hey, this is a lead up for our topic at the end of the at the end of the episode. So. I know, but all right. So okay, we'll just we'll save this conversation for that. But I, I mean, yeah. Crystal Dynamics, I feel like is a great choice, uh, regardless of what you think of Avengers or not. I feel like that was more of a Square decision than a yeah Crystal sure. D uh, decision to make that game what it is. Right? I I I really love the Crystal D. Yeah. Uh, That's gonna be where we're calling it from now on. <laughs> I I didn't mind Avengers. It was the campaign was fine. I didn't fit, I didn't go back to like the Wakanda stuff or anything. But uh, I love Rise of the Tomb Raider. I love the Tomb Raider reboot. I love I I love that entire trilogy. I actually like the trilogy before that they mm -hmm. did uh, with Legend and Anniversary and uh, what was the other one Underworld. I really liked mm -hmm. that set of games. So. Uh, mm. I think Crystal Dynamics know they know how to make a really cool, interesting uh, female protagonist who uh, can get shit done. Uh, so mm -hmm. This this is yeah. exciting. I do I do wish it was third person. I would have loved mm -hmm. to seen it more like a Metal Gear, like almost like an open world Metal Gear type game, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Right. With cool gadgets. Splinter Cell. Yeah, yes. and like this, like the story takes itself seriously, but you can do some kind of silly things with the way that like Hitman kind of does almost. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe not exactly like Hitman, but you know, funny things happen when you set certain traps or whatever. Um, so, yeah, if you guys, I mean, if you, what do you, what do you guys have to say about this? And kind of went off on a rant slash tangent. There. Well, I, I mean, I'm in on it. Like I said, I think they're gonna bring a good wealth of knowledge. I mean, to what they're gonna do, I. You know, I'm not exactly for sure what specifically they're going to do, but uh, that shows, I mean, like I said, I didn't know you could do this in the video game development world, but yeah, this kind of leads me to think that, you know, kind of like with what you you were saying, you got my gears turning that maybe this is a potential for Microsoft to kind of acquire Crystal Dynamics or maybe some other like Square Enix Western developed studios, you know, now that I'm, you know, this acquisition was so easy, it mm -hmm. seems. Yeah. Well, and, and you, it makes you wonder if uh, maybe, you know, like Microsoft is having second guesses 
about making, you know, having them focus on this IP in general. Like, yeah. you know, like, I mean, not, you know, I, not everyone was upset, but a lot of people, you know, it would be a lie to, to, to doubt that, you know, a lot of people weren't happy that they were going back to an old IP and a lot of people wanted, were hoping that we would get a new IP out of them. Yeah. And, you know, maybe, maybe Microsoft is, is thinking about that and so maybe they're gonna they're gonna have a, another they'll be working on simultaneous simultaneously on two different games even and but they didn't want to you know make these guys overwork and and be stressed out and so they wanted to pull in some other help yeah plus um, like plus they have the crystal dynamics connection anyway with daryl gallagher who used to run crystal dynamics and now is the studio head at the initiative so i mean yeah. that that connection is already there as well um, mm-hmm. so I, I, I want, I want perfect dark to be good so bad. I yeah. do. Cause like, I, it, it's going to be, it's yeah. going to be, I mean, like I said, this is nothing but good news to me. Yeah. Yeah. But I, but yeah, like, like you said, Stoy, I do agree with you though. I think, I think either way it, though, we, it may make you wonder at the same time, I think this is a good sign overall that that they you know microsoft does care about making sure that they'll they're gonna do what they need to do to make sure these guys have the opportunity to strive on what they're trying to do you know mm-hmm. for sure like yeah so sick I, I can't wait to see more of perfect dark yeah i thought that teaser trailer was really cool i want to see more yeah. uh so we will we will report back when there's more to report on in, in three years when this game comes out right yeah hey, day one on game pass x cloud and xbox series yeah. a b c d uh <laughs> all right so moving on for the 20th anniversary of the xbox hyperkin has been re-releasing duke controllers they released a white one with a 20th anniversary logo on it they released a black one with a 20th anniversary logo on it. Now they're releasing a Cortana edition Duke controller for the Xbox One and Series uh, consoles. It's a translucent purple, has a kind of like this image of Cortana down in the lower uh, right-hand corner. It has the Halo 20th anniversary logo on the back. It's It's got an extra set of triggers on it for you people who don't you know want to have that full experience so it looks cool i mean it's it's a duke it's a dookie it's 90 dollars it is 90 us it is american dollars that's too much i'm sorry especially for a wired controller you know yeah i mean well it's detachable uh from what i understand so oh is it okay it's the bluetooth oh i didn't i didn't know it was detachable but yeah, I mean, even still, to me, it's like ninety dollars for you know the just a controller that has no other like. Specific, I mean, it's not like it's an elite controller where it's got like extra functions and mappable buttons, whatever. But it does. It has the black this. and white button. The black and white button. Sick. Why? <laughs> Is that what the extra twenty dollars are for? Yes. Those ten dollars for each button. The- yes. Well, does it still have the LED screen inside of it as well? It does. It has it uh, like where yeah. the Xbox logo is. 
Yeah. I mean, I mean, oh sure, cool. Like, I mean, no, I, I'm all, I'm all for the design. I really liked. Mm-hmm. I, I was one of the weird ones when I was a kid growing up. Like, not a kid. I was in high school when this game came out. System came out, but uh, um, I, I, I liked the the big controller. I thought like it fit naturally in my hands. And then when they released the smaller version, I was like, cool. I mean, I'm down with whatever. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But I really like the Duke controller, like holding it and. It brings me back to, like, obviously, that's what I played Halo on. Mm-hmm. I've recently it. held a Duke controller because my brother-in-law gave me his original Xbox just because I was trying to... I envisioned myself having, like, a like one of those square box shelf things, and I was going to put an Xbox in each hole like a cool kid, and I never yeah. did it. But uh, I recently held the Duke controller, and it's not as big as I remember it being. It's really not that uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. No, it. I mean, it, I. I think it's just fine. Yeah. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Especially but when I, you have bigger hands, it's. It, it felt good. <laughs> but I think the price point is pretty standard for a lot of their, a lot of Hyperkin's other Duke controllers that they made. So, mm-hmm. I just don't understand why it's ninety dollars. But I, I guess it's because it's a collector's item. Yeah. Sure. I mean, it's cool, but I. I'm going to be honest. If I'm going to spend $90 on a controller, I'm going to the Xbox Design Labs to make my own. Yeah, right. Or I'm going to save up a few extra bucks and get that Halo Elite controller whenever the hell that gets available. Yeah. So, speaking of Halo Infinite, there's a super punch glitch in the uh, in the ba- in the test flight, but it's already been resolved, guys. Sorry. So, no, hey. ha- no Halo super punches for you. It's fine. Yay. It's fine. Super Punch. Super Punch. Uh, it seems the old Super Punch glitch has made a return, as highlighted by our friends over at VGC. That's Video Game Chronicle. If you guys didn't know. This glitch has previously shown up in past entries like Halo 2 and 3, and basically works by swapping and reloading weapons while performing a melee attack. Mm. So, uh, there's a couple... <laughs> streamers and youtubers who have posted it on their twitters and on their on their youtubes and stuff uh you can watch it but 343 industries community director brian jared has confirmed that it has already been resolved in the latest internal builds and in other words enjoy it while it lasts in this test flight (laughs) so sorry everybody no more super punch for you are you guys upset so you look upset that the super punch is gone your face says well, it all. The fact that they fixed it so quick, I'm like, I mean, that's pretty cool, but damn. They could have left it in for a little bit and, you know, had some fun with it. I mean, it's in beta mode. Like, they right? could have. Leave it in there for a bit. Have some fun with it. Mm. Are, we still talk- are, we still- are we still talking about this controller? Or- no. no. I'm talking about the Super Punch thing. I know. Never mind. Okay. Let's try, let's try to make I a sexual that. joke and I missed it. So we're just gonna move on. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jesse, you have anything to say about Super Punch or no? Because I know this uh, next story is made it was it's in here specifically for you, Jesse. Okay. All right. No, I I don't have anything to say about it. Okay. Super punch I gone. I think they should have left it. I think they should have left yeah. it. Maybe they'll maybe they'll just make it a game mode where everybody has yep. super punches. That's what they yep. did with what Griffball. Now it's yeah. just a mode. So yep. mm-hmm. yeah. 
someone will someone will make a make it in the uh, once the uh, things available to to make your own game types they'll yeah see if they can maybe just make it slappers only <laughs> oh, basically gosh. just super punches yeah. only you think slappers only <laughs> is going to be in the perfect slappers. darks multiplayer i god i hope so god i hope so you imagine <laughs> running around and just doing this all day <laughs> it would be awesome yeah It'd be awesome. So Alan Wake, our last story, side by side comparison video. Yeah, thanks, Toy, for getting us out of there. Alan Wake remaster gets a side by side comparison trailer. I didn't watch it because I don't care. Jesse, I'm sure you watched it. Stoy, I bet I bet you watched it. Yes. Are you excited about the changes that they showed in this trailer? And I did not watch. They changed Alan Wake a little bit. Did they? Yeah, they did a little bit. I mean, they made him look a little bit more. Obviously, they had to make some changes because, you know, like to the facial structure and the animations and stuff, they had to do some kind of visual changes. But mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, they they changed his appearance a little bit and they changed a little bit of his hair to make it look a little bit more realistic. But yeah, I mean, I wonder I'm, if they try I'm to change it. it to coincide with the character model that's in the Control DLC. Yeah, probably that, that could be reason too. Yeah, that's what I, I was I, thinking. I, Cause I didn't get to that control DLC yet. Let's. I didn't either. On my radar. I wanted to wait until the. I didn't either because you have to beat the game. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I mean, I, I, I beat the game. Well, I, I beat the game, and it's just like, man, I just gotta get. There. I would have liked to gone back and and done the DLC, but like, I don't want to play the Xbox One version. I don't want to play the Series X version, and I just can't pull myself together to pay the sixteen dollars that it's on sale for right now for the Ultimate Edition. Yeah. So. Well, see, and that's the thing, though, is, like, even if you beat the original version, you have to re-beat the Xbox Series version know. in order to play that. I know, and that's the saves don't carry over. So what I what I did is I put on God mode and one, one, one shot mode, so everyone just takes one shot to kill. Is that really what I've been doing, too? Yeah. Is yeah. that a thing? You can do that? Yeah, yeah. that's a thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Literally well. everybody, even even bosses, take one shot. Yeah. Oh. It's like, crazy. it's actually pretty amazing. That like, sounds <laughs> perfect. Yeah, I, do they turn the achievements off? I bet they turn achievements off for that. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think actually you can only enable it if you beat the game. Oh. Right? No, I was able to, I was able to uh, enable it and, and I hadn't. You know, mm. I hadn't beat the series version yet, so... No, I, yeah, you're right, because I had... Yeah, I played Control for the Xbox, but I bought the upgrade for the PlayStation 5, I think. Okay. Yeah, okay. whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Anyways, Alan Wake coming out in what? A week? Two weeks? Two weeks? Yeah, two weeks, I think, isn't it? Two weeks. Holy snap, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Alan Wake remastered October 5th. It supports smart delivery. So if you buy this for the Xbox One and you want to play it for the Series X, it'll get you an automatic upgrade. And it's only no confusion. And it's only thirty dollars. No confusion here. Thank you. That price point is very nice for yeah. for a that, remaster. That's a solid game. Yeah. Wouldn't that be funny if they're like, if you still own the 360 version, you get a free upgrade. I mean, a lot of PC <laughs> versions of games do that though. So yeah, if they did that, I'd be a little upset. Mm. Why did you pre-order it already? No, I didn't. No, no, no. But no. Th th that'd be funny if they were like, "Here you go, free upgrade for 360 owners." That'd be messed up, though. I don't know how you could do that. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a no. huge, huge update. Yeah, yeah. 
and I mean, people would go out and buy the like five dollar used versions of it and yeah, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously. Right. Speaking of upgrades, it's time for the segment we like to call "Pass It On," where we talk about the oh. Game Pass announcements and what's coming to Game Pass this week. Stoy, what is coming to Game Pass this week? Well, actually, something kind of shadow dropped last week that I didn't know about that just all of a sudden popped in. And it's a game called Lost Worlds Beyond the Page. Uh, I played this for the PlayStation because it came out of the PlayStation first. And I think it just released on the on the Game Pass. But this is a man, this is a sad game. <laughs> like, this is a sad game. It's kind of like a storybook style game where like a, a girl is narrating this story that she's writing in a journal about this. You know, she's writing a story about this girl uh, magic wielder that's trying to save her village from this evil in the land. And it's just a standard side-scrolling platformer, but it's got like a kind of like a fourth wall style story happening at the same time mm. that affects the story that she's writing. Delightful. It's really good. It's actually, yeah, it's actually really good, really kind of a powerful story. But um, besides, uh, besides that, um, Lemnis Gate, Lemnis Gate is obviously coming out. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, it should be out. I think it comes out on Tuesday, the 28th. Yeah. Astria, Astria Ascending is coming out. This is a um, that's that side turn-based RPG, right? It's a turn-based token battle system. Ooh. We talked. I talked about this earlier with my guys because I was like, it, it looks the the art style looks very reminiscent to like Dragon's Crown and like Vanillaware, those type of games, hmm. Muramasa mm-hmm. the Demon Blade, and uh, so you got turn-based battles, kind of like Final Fantasy. But then you also have this like these like token battle coin side quest games. So yeah, cool. It's kind of um, it's actually the narrative story is written by the guy that did the Final Fantasy VII remake. Mm. Oh, so wow. that's expect cool. uh, expect really obscure storytelling. <laughs> um, otherwise, you have a game called Unsighted, where it's like a uh, cross code RPG. What's it um, called? Hold on, what's this cro- called? Uh, Unsighted. Unsighted. Yeah, it's. I don't know if you ever played a uh, uh, played Crosscode. It's kind of like a. I love Crosscode. World. Yeah, so it's kind of. It looks similar with that, basically. Oh, so, this looks cool. I'm looking yeah. at it right now. Cool. Oh, that looks hmm. cool. So, so Astria Ascending and Unsighted comes out on the thirtieth. And then um, Phoenix Point is coming out on October 1st, and it this looks like a kind of like third-person shooter uh, mixed with, I don't know, like Fallout and XCOM, because it's made by the creators of, one of the creators of XCOM, mm-hmm. uh, Julian Gallup. So. Cool. Yeah. I mean, so that's cool. Sounds cool. I'm yeah, into it's it. like, it's. Yeah, it's kind of like got some RTS strategy elements, but like also third person action. And it's got like a little VATS system hmm. where like you pause and then you do like precision shots, hmm. kind of like Fallout. Neat. Cool. So that's coming out. That's coming out October 1st. But, uh, you know, October's got a big month of um, releases, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah. So, well, that bridge. Sure. The bridge is it's here. Gonna be a, it's going to be a bit big bridge. The bridge is here. Yeah. We're there. Yeah. We're ready. That that unsighted that you talked about, yeah, it's really interesting. It's yeah, it's like a twin stick shooter almost too. Mm-hmm. Looks cool. It's, yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it. 
Speaking of October releases, guys, there's a there's a big <laughs> list of October releases. So we're gonna run through them real quick. FIFA 22 comes out October 1st. Sorry, are you a FIFA guy? No, because I'm bad at it. <laughs> it's it sucks because I'm like, obviously I'm big into soccer, but like, man, when I play FIFA, I suck. It's like it's like me and Madden. But I'll, I, of course I'm gonna I'm gonna get it because I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna play it twice and then never touch it again. Yeah, it well, sucks. You could just play last year's version on Game Pass. I could, yeah, I did see that actually just recently when I scrolled through Game Pass titles. Uh, Phoenix Point comes to Xbox One on October first. Alan Wake Remastered comes to Xbox One and Xbox Series on October fifth. Hell Let Loose comes to Xbox Series X on October fifth. Let's see. Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl comes to the Xbox platforms on October 5th. Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania comes to Xbox platforms on October 5th. Man, October 5th. Hope you guys are packing your wallets full of cash. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Far Cry 6 comes to Xbox. I feel like I've been hearing about Far Cry for like three years. Yeah, <laughs> comes that Xbox on. on uh, They've been dumping like thirty, you know, story-driven trailers like every week. It seems like here's another yeah. story trailer. Like we don't need this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I'm, I really want that game to be good and capture that experience that I had in five. Yeah. Because I five was is seriously still to this day one of my favorite games. Mm. Like I just loved the goofiness of it of that game and Clutch and... Nixon, <laughs> one of the greatest American heroes of our time. <laughs> uh, he had he had some of the best story setups in that game, man. It was it was just hilarious. Yeah. Was, uh... Back Back for Blood is coming to Xbox Game Pass day one mm-hmm. on October twelfth. So if you want that Left for Dead style experience, it is coming to Game Pass. Cannot wait. That's exciting. I know. Now wait. We we should we should almost try to do a a yeah, show should... like Saturday night, like play some of that or something. Yeah, we should stream it. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. Monster Crown comes to Xbox One on October 12th. Jackbox Party Pack Eight comes to Xbox on October 14th. The Rift Breaker comes to Xbox Series X on October 14th. Crisis Remastered Trilogy comes to Xbox Series and Xbox One on the 15th. Demon Slayer, Japanese subtitle here. (laughs) He comes to Xbox uh, Series and Xbox One on October 15th. NHL 22 comes to Xbox Series and Xbox One on October 15th. The Good Life comes to Xbox One on October 15th. Um, Into the Pit comes to Xbox on October 19th. The Dark Pictures Anthology, House of Ashes, starring Ashley Tisdale, by the way. I don't know if you guys noticed, read, out, read that or not. I did for some reason. Comes to Xbox oh. Series and Xbox One on October 21st. Iron Harvest comes to Xbox Series X on October 26th. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy comes to Xbox Series and Xbox One on October 26th. I have my eye on that one. I don't know if it looks good or not. I, I, I do too. It, it looks amazing and it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I want it, like, 
I initially such a big month. Why? Yeah, I know. Why? Initially, initially, I was like really excited for Guardians of the Galaxy, and everybody's like, "Whoa, it looks boring. It looks stupid. It's not MCU. It's not Chris Pratt." I'm like, "Well, stop playing with my head." I was excited. Shut up. Well, and well, and you better like. You better like it because now the comic book no longer exists. So I don't. Yeah. I think didn't. I think I heard that they they there's they stopped the Guardians of the Galaxy comics. They don't make them anymore. Yeah, because oh, they brought them dear. back. They brought them back for the movies, mm. and now they they stopped uh, on issue eighteen or something oh, like that. Oh dear. Oh no. What are these people gonna do? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, NASCAR 21 Ignition comes to Xbox One on October 26th. Uh, Age of Empires 4 comes to PC and PC Game Pass on October 28th. Uh, Fatal Frame Maiden of Blackwater comes to Xbox Series and Xbox One on October 28th. Previously a Wii U exclusive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Riders Republic comes to Xbox Series and Xbox One on October 28th. Uh, yeah. And that's that's Excited it. For that that's the list. Reminder. God, that's it. Jesus. Reminder that all the Xbox One games are playable on Xbox Series X, and some of these games on Game Pass, crossplay with PC. So there you go. Keep in mind, if you wanted to play on your Series X and you want it to be upgraded, look for the X. Yeah, look for the Series the X right and S logo, because not yeah. all third-party games. Although, also a quick reminder: all of the Ubisoft games will be getting free upgrades to for the Xbox Series of consoles. So. Uh, nice. They do support smart delivery, so that is very, very nice. Good, good, good. So there's your list. I'm going to try to do it at the end of every month, the next month's games. That's something I want to implement. I know this one was mm. kind of sloppy, but it's okay. Working on it. We made it. We Working made it. We made it. You know what we made it to, guys? <laughs> Our topic of the show. Guys, I want to know. Are we happy or concerned with Xbox's position right now? They had a solid launch with the Xbox Series. Smart delivery is working 95% of the time. Sorry, Stoy, with your with your little non-smart delivery. <laughs> that story that's just my, makes you laugh. That's, that's my gripe. Mm. <laughs> that's just... Um, I mean, like I said, I, I shouldn't complain about that because... I mean, that's something I guess I should be aware of, but it's hard in this like kind of like cross generation of just like, especially when they make it to PlayStation and Sony or, or and Microsoft, I mean, are making it easy to be like, hey, it's okay if you have a PlayStation 5 and we release a game to the PlayStation 4, you can still play it on the new system. Like, I love that idea. You know, mm-hmm. that's what kind of burnt us in the past when, you know, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4 came out. It was like, Oh yeah, um, all these PlayStation Three games, you're gonna have to rebuy them again for the PlayStation Four completely, mm-hmm. or you're just ass out. Yeah. So to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I like it, but also, like I said, it's just something I probably should pay attention a little bit more to. Yeah. Especially on third-party games, we already know all of the first-party games are gonna support it. Ubisoft said they're gonna support it. Uh, yeah. So, but I mean, how are we feeling with Xbox's position right now? Are we? concerned are we excited are we a little bit of both what are we concerned about what are we excited about you know the one thing i'm the 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 one thing i guess i'm concerned about is um and and i was kind of concerned over this about microsoft's 
acquisitions over the last like year and a half where they were just mm-hmm. like, let's just buy all of these studios to cement our role as you know one of the biggest video game publishers in the world, mm-hmm. and if not the biggest one, uh, you know, considering who they all have now under their umbrella, it kind of led me to think like, you know, basically Microsoft are just buying their way to the top of the ladder. Mm-hmm. You know, and that leads me concerning to say like, hey, we're just gonna buy, we're just gonna buy our way out of this. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's nice that they're just gonna let the developers do their own thing because I can't imagine the amount of oversight they need to do to oversee all these studios, especially something like Bethesda, mm-hmm. where Bethesda has like a bunch of other developers underneath them. Mm-hmm. So can you, if you can only imagine the Microsoft oversight, mm-hmm. so that's why it's like a good thing. Microsoft says like, do what you guys want. Yeah. Cause there's no way they could kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm just like, that's my worry too, is like, how are they going to manage all these studios? Especially if the rumors true that they're buying more, you know, I, th- I I think Bethesda should have been the last. I mean, and I know I said that last week. Mm-hmm. I was like, they, they should be done, really, mm-hmm. honestly. Let's start, you know, putting your money where your mouth is and just start putting out good games with these publishers and these acquisitions. Yeah. And, you know, show us that the money was worth it. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I'm a little bit concerned with how they're going to manage all these studios. Uh, I know we've gotten some great games, you know, the last couple the last few games they put out are, are have been great, like Flight Simulator, Gears Tactics, uh, which I still think is severely underrated. I don't really understand why nobody really talks about the probably because it's a tactics game. But uh, Psycho, well, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, Psychonauts Two has been highly regarded, right? And and Forza is always highly regarded, so I don't think Forza Horizon Five is going to be a problem. I think the the one that everybody is looking at is Halo because of how mismanaged Halo 5 was, how development has gone for Halo Infinite. I think people are concerned a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. judging, judging what I've played from the multiplayer, the multiplayer is great. It's, it's the campaign I think people are looking at and being like, hey, Halo's the one first-person shooter where we really care about the campaign. Let's... Right. Um, I... I really hope that campaign is is great. Uh, I just I hope they know what they're doing in terms of managing these teams. They've got a lot of teams. Haven't really seen a a lot of output right in the stuff we have seen. Like Psychonauts was acquired, and uh, Psychonauts was already in development, right? So uh, some of the games they've put out have like were already underway. Wasteland 3, right, was was already coming out. Outer Worlds was already coming out, uh, mm-hmm. regardless of the acquisition. So, um, Jesse, what, what are your thoughts? So, like, yeah, I think, I think, I don't know. I, I, I do have a little bit of pause and worry as far as, um, you know, them, them kind of making sure that they're not, spreading themselves short when it comes to working you know with with all these developers now that they have and these teams Mm -hmm. that they have Mm -hmm. but i but at the same time i think they would be smart enough you know having the money that they can afford to have more positions of people who can make sure you know that they have they have you know people to to communicate with and and you know like do what needs to be done as far as managing stuff yeah but 
you would think but like i feel like there's that there's that you point at it and it's like well you don't want too many cooks in the kitchen but like like i was gonna bring up earlier right with the initiative like they were they weren't bragging but a lot of the stories that were coming out oh they poached people from sony santa monica they poached people from uh naughty dog and crystal dynamics and like right like Dale gallagher has been a great was a great leader for crystal dynamics right with mm-hmm. with the tomb raider series and everything and but now they're struggling to like develop a game on their own so they've had to outsource stuff to crystal dynamics like that that to me soy i know you said that that that's nothing but good news for you and in terms of crystal dynamics re- reputation is like yeah i agree on that end my concern is Microsoft managing the initiative to the point where, like, oh, crap, we need to get some outside help with this game because it's not coming together with the team that we have, you know? Yeah, I, I can I can see that point. Um, sorry, Jesse, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just, no, just trying to make... No, I... Well, but uh, I don't know because the thing is, though, too, is I kind of look at... I kind of look at, like, what we've, you know, heard about about the new the new forza game though too like they they're working with people who you know worked on on uh grand theft auto and all these open worlds that have kind of come to help them with with i mean understanding that part of it as well i mean outsourcing is not like a it's not like a it's not a bad thing right studios do it all the time to out they outsource assets and code and and whatever but like But the, these are like they outsource to studios that specialize in being outsourced, right? Crystal yeah. Dynamics is a studio known for making full-blown awesome action games, and the fact yeah. that you're outsourcing them to you know make the basically make this game for you with a studio that you touted as your first quote-unquote quadruple A studio mm-hmm. that that yeah. worries me, and, and I don't know if they just like like all the puzzle pieces aren't fitting together or like they have the wrong people in the wrong positions or whatever. But like that, that just worries me. Not that I want, like, I don't need Microsoft to have a portfolio the way that Sony's is right. Where it's always a third person action banger after banger, after banger, after banger. Right. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't, I actually don't want that. I like that flight simulator and psychonauts and age of empires and gears yeah, all like exist in the same yeah in the same ecosystem i like that right i think that Mm -hmm. benefits microsoft greatly uh but it just it just seems like whenever it comes to like their main studios or their flagship studios aside from the coalition like there just seems to be issues happening like i mean it's halo's not a big secret that that studio seems to have been mismanaged since halo 4 right like it just Mm -hmm. i I'm that's what that's my concern is all mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. yeah I mean uh, I mean I like I said I do I do think there is you know there's there should always be some pause until we actually see you know what what kind of product they're making mm-hmm. um but I don't know I, I don't know why but like I just don't feel as worried about it like i you know like once we see something and if it if it does look like you know like there could be some issues because i mean yeah like there definitely there was something going on with 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 halo infinite Mm -hmm. um but 
I think I sometimes I wonder though, like because I mean, Halo is such a massive thing to take on, and I can see how that could be very stressful to mm-hmm. to anyone, no matter how great at your job you are, to have to be tasked with such a difficult thing to to try to pull off and you especially know, like with so many people watching you especially with the <laughs> like, legacy that bungie left and is you know yeah, bungie's currently doing yeah. with destiny like you want to live up to the expectations and the legacy and i i liked halo 4 i think and personally halo 4 is my favorite halo right now followed by three but like a lot of people didn't like halo 4 and that really sucks because now they yeah. now like now you have to be like in, in as some as you know we're all kind of doing things creatively right like if somebody like if you put out something that you're really proud of and then somebody doesn't like it like you t- at least for me like you tend to overthink well how do we change it what do we do to fix it like is this really a direction that we're comfortable going or do we want to change things do we want to keep it the same do we want to piss off these people while we appease these people right like it's just the creative process sucks when it comes to that. It's, it's, and like, that's for our dumb little podcast, right? Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine working on a franchise. We're not dumb, Corey. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean? I'm not. I'm not. I am. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I, I can imagine doing that with a property as important as Halo, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and that just I feel I feel for three four three I really do. Not to mention the P there because unfortunately there are those people out there who want them to fail too. Yeah, like you know, like there it's just the Twitter yeah, eggs. It's, it's, and, and, it's and that's such just a, such a vocal act. minority. It's such a vocal yeah. vocal minority yeah. of people that yeah. just like hate it so much because you know how it is. It's like the people that enjoy your content aren't the ones that are speaking out loud every day telling you how awesome you are. They're just enjoying your content. Stoy, you get you're naysayers. awesome. Your content you negative great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Now text me that tomorrow at five PM and every day after five PM. I love at 5 it. PM after that. Okay. Anyway, but yeah, so um yeah, I mean three four three studios is gonna do what they're gonna do. They wanna appease as many Halo fans as possible and you know, because it's gonna make them the most money, which ultimately in the end, video games is a business. And Microsoft knows that, so that's why they're making a lot of these uh, financial acquisitions mm-hmm. to cement their place as being the best video yeah. game publisher in the world. Yeah, and I and I think just you know like with the with the the this new you know the perfect dark stuff like it's uh, you know I think that I think they're just trying to get. A, something that's like a baseline of something that that everyone is used to mm-hmm. maybe and you know and it's not necessarily that they're having troubles it's just like you know like look at look at how anthem and you know like these games where they had to use uh you know a system or or a type of you know game engine that they're not used to they don't, you know, like I, I just wonder if there's maybe there's something going on there where they're trying to build an an engine for this game, and and he wanted to bring you know them over 
to help with even just some of that kind of stuff well, of having an idea of a I mean, there's a lot that could be going on here. That's why, like, I, I'm kind of just, like, I got to see something first, and then I'll worry if I feel like it. Because I, I, there's just so many different processes that go on in this that until they actually tell us why this happened, it's really hard to tell. You know, like, it really could not be that. It could just be really not that big of a deal that this I mean, happened. Admittedly, video game development is a very hard thing to do, especially nowadays where video games are so technically, technologically advanced mm -hmm. that there's so many different variables and aspects that we can't even imagine. You know, yeah. not only just like writing a good narrative or a good story, but we're talking AI, we're talking game mechanics, we're talking art assets, we're talking, you know, so many other programming levels and just the testing alone you know, to make sure the game works well, especially mm -hmm. if it's like multiplayer focused, you know, we're talking like an online system that needs to be one robust and two stable that you can accommodate hundreds of thousands of thousands of players. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even the pre-production, like obviously we take, for example, Microsoft resurrecting perfect dark, for example, how many people are in that boardroom have like all have different visions of what they think perfect dark should be and trying to get all those people on board to follow one singular vision and that's always yeah. been the problem with a lot of games that have came out that have had identity crises yeah, where like yeah. anthem for example came out with like just a big identity crisis is it destiny or are they trying to be another mass effect you know mm -hmm. where they're trying to tell a good story but they want it to be like this open world action game so to speak so you have to have a singular vision and i think that's where you know um you have to have a good core team working with you yeah and I think Microsoft took that into account on who they acquired, who they purchased. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They purchased good, solid teams with good visions, good leadership. And I think ultimately it's going it, to, it'll benefit them, but we won't see the fruits of that labor for probably another two years. Yeah. 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 I just, at this point, I almost wish like, like if I knew, if, if we knew they were going to work with Crystal Dynamics at this point, like I almost wish they would have just like, outsource this game to crystal dynamics in the first place and just let the initiative work on a new ip where like i mean you know like sony always has these second party deals where they're like hey will you make us uh an ip like that's what ratchet and clank was for a long time right before they purchased insomniac which was like the steal of the century by the way insomniac is just <laughs> I, yeah they, was, they uh... paid less than 250 million dollars for that studio it's just like, oh mm -hmm. my gosh, they just they sh shit out a two hundred fifty million dollar check and just wipe their ass with it. But like, I, Sony, yes, Sony won that one. Yeah, uh, but I almost wish they would have done something like that at this point, and you know, let Daryl Gallagher lead the team or whatever. Like, I don't know. This almost reads like that's almost what they're doing at this point. Uh, I just. I want Perfect Dark to be good, not because, like, I have any real affinity for the originals or Perfect Dark Zero. Like, I liked Perfect Dark. It was fine, right? It just felt like the GoldenEye sequel that we weren't getting. Mm -hmm. Well, admittedly, yeah, the, the, there's such a small—this Perfect Dark game is setting up to be just—I mean, not, there's not a lot of people that have fond memories of Perfect Dark, much less even played any of the Perfect Dark games. Mm -hmm. I mean, the 360 yeah. day one release version was so par at best, admittedly. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like an obscure title that has like a small fan base. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I, I want to say they're probably going to stand out to be like 
this is a good standalone game for anybody, new fans, you know, mm-hmm. and old. Fans and that's especially. that's almost why I wish they would have just not made it a first person game at this point. Like, just this was your chance to change Perfect Dark. It's been long enough to where, right, people who remember the original either a aren't playing games anymore, or b are playing drastically different games, or or are playing their first person shooter, and mm-hmm. b like that a generation that has no recollection of what Perfect Dark is whatsoever. This, yeah, right. This was your chance to do that and i just yeah when they made that announcement in that trailer there's probably like a good contingent of people that were like perfect dark what's that yeah you know? i mean like so. i think the concept is cool enough right we're like oh this mm-hmm. super awesome secret agent chick is like taking people down with cool gadgets and in this funky like futuristic world you know there's aliens involved that's cool like that's a cool enough premise to where you could do whatever you wanted right like yeah, um, and they go back to what Perfect Dark, w- and that and, and that's what I hope Microsoft does is they they start going into new IP territory. Mm-hmm. You know, not necessarily buying studios, then like rehashing old. Like you know, we don't need another Conker's Bad Fear for a day. We don't need another Blinks game. Well, you know, some people may disagree with me. We Hang need on. we need we need some, <laughs> we need Conker. Let's bring Conker back. But I mean, like you no, know, I know what the, you, you have a good contingent of people that are like. You know, let's start seeing some new IPs. Mm-hmm. You know, let's start mm-hmm. seeing some new games, some you know, new, new fresh ideas that could actually spawn into maybe bigger sequels, you know, yeah. stories and whatever. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's where that that's where I hope Microsoft is going to with you know Obsidian's big RPG title, um, anything Bethesda style like Starfield. Um, you know, that's gonna. I think those titles are gonna be huge for them, and I I'm really banking on, on that being their bread and butter mm-hmm. well and and death loop is like you know just i want to talk about death loop we can talk about it amazing. next september when it comes to xbox game Pass. yeah <laughs> yeah but I'm, uh, I'm just saying though like we but that's that's something that we uh, you know like we can is already a good glimpse at the future of mm-hmm. of what you know like what they what what we could see from them so because I sometimes I wonder if Deathloop is literally just uh, their their uh, you know like Sunset Overdrive essentially like where where a lot of that stuff could be brought to even bigger level and you know that that was just a game to test out some of those mechanics mm-hmm. and stuff like that you know like that's what I was that's what I thought. Well, I, we talked about that before. Sunset Overdrive was a big. Uh... Was a big testing ground for yep. a lot of mechanics for Insomniac Spider-Man game. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so that so was a like, big, uh, big influence. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if you know sometimes if that I mean Deathloop could be a good idea of of an even bigger vision. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I. Yeah, maybe it can inspire Redfall. Mm-hmm. I think Redfall is going to be big. Yeah. yeah. I think Redfall looks yeah. awesome. I, yeah. you know, and, and I mean, we, we have a huge list of games that are coming, right? Like I think Redfall is going to be really the first big IP, new IP that for Xbox, that's going to just, I don't know. It looks a lot like the division meets Borderlands meets, you know, vampire stuff. It, it looks cool. It's left for dead. Yeah. I think, yeah, man, yeah. that game's going to be so good. It's gonna yeah. Be good. yeah. I, feel I just, but like yeah. I said, I, I think 2022 is going to be the year of the Xbox. Mm-hmm. I think that's when all of a sudden they're going to start dumping all their big IPs that they've been working on. And yeah, yeah. I 
why okay so playing off that story why do you like what what has you excited for 2022 and for xbox because i i feel like we dwelt a little bit too much on what we're concerned about but i want to be excited i am excited for xbox i'm excited for the future of xbox yeah. so what mm-hmm. why in 2022 do you think it's going to be the year of the xbox well, like I said, uh, you know, they, they've talked about for years how, you know, we got these big studios working on these big games and we have nothing to show for it. Like there's, you know, admittedly, we had some decent first party titles come out this year, but nothing that really grabbed us. There's nothing like Halo levelish, you know, mm-hmm. so next year, I think we're going to start seeing these. Uh, I imagine Microsoft's keeping a lot of things close to the belt. So mm-hmm. if they're going to say something's coming out, they're going to say it's coming out soon. You know, Starfield, I think, is going to be one of their biggest ones next year. And we're going to, I hopefully, we're going to start to see some other ones kind of creep out, like maybe a Hellblade. Yeah. Uh, or that other one that they're working on. Um, you know, we're going to start to see some uh, something from Obsidian. Um, I don't know if Outer mm-hmm. Worlds is that far in advance in well, development. I mean, uh, we still have Avowed. We still have Avowed coming too from them. Yeah. That was the other one that I was thinking of. I couldn't, mm-hmm. couldn't remember the name of it. But um, so so I imagine they have two separate teams working on those. So mm-hmm. that's where like I'm excited for, you know, games have been two three years in development, you know, at this point. Yeah. 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 To to finally yeah finally get a, a like an actual vision of the future with with like not just titles of like more like gameplay of stuff we're gonna see soon and and you know like in-game stuff of stuff we're gonna be getting in the very very you know near future yeah like i i do think that that this next year is gonna be much bigger as big as you know as some of the stuff was in the in the past here uh yeah i think we're gonna it's gonna be a much bigger vision of the future much more promising anyways yeah Yeah. i mean because when you think about it you know um um even like even like they're uh, lost where i was going for a second even like their development to indie titles and indie companies Mm -hmm. you know yeah like yeah we we obviously know and talked about it before that microsoft is more indie friendly than any of the other systems right now Mm -hmm. um but uh, you know, in terms of like discoverability and funding with the ID system, the ID Xbox program that mm-hmm. they have, so you know we're gonna see some probably stellar indie games next year that you know you'll you probably never heard about before, but all of a sudden they're gonna drop and they're gonna make waves. I mean, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and and I mean, you know, like they've I think they've done a really good job too of of. Uh, kind of putting you know maybe maybe in some cases a little too much faith in some of these that they're you know choosing to back but but you know like there was there was a lot of issues with you know the the 12 minutes or whatever game but but there was a lot of ambition there and stuff that you do want to see like you know like i mean you even see like tunic and sable and and yeah you know all these like yeah there's they've just done a great job of curating indie games i think game pass has a lot to do with that too where like maybe some of these get noticed more because they're on game pass and oh yeah i don't have to pay for these you know because they're already on game pass but also it's been noted that microsoft really compensates them for not you know, for putting yeah. the game on Game Pass, so 
Mm-hmm. And even when you do have to pay for them, they're only like 20 bucks, you know? Yeah. yeah, right. So it's, you know, it's not like that. Like Death's Door is still probably the best 20 bucks I've spent this year. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I for, keep forgetting for that me. it exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, they, I, I, that's the, yeah, that's the thing is like when it comes to indies, uh, like even j- just stuff coming on Game Pass, it's like, You'll go on Game Pass and look and be oh like I don't I didn't know that was coming you know like yeah so, yeah they shadow drop a lot of things where all of a sudden they're just like here you go you know yeah and may, maybe and, you find out a day or two before but that's yeah. why it's been so hard for me lately to like keep track because it's like holy crap I didn't know this game was coming out holy crap yeah. that game just came out I didn't know that you know yeah yeah but it's kind of a fun little surprise you know yeah and they, I like that if they've been they've been doing a really good job of yeah just really keeping that diversity in the the games that get added as well Mm -hmm. um and you know and like well and that's what what that's what xbox has that's what xbox has going for it that nintendo does not have and playstation does not have is a very very diverse library of games yeah and that they fully 100 percent support and I think ultimately, in the end, you know, the biggest library is going to be sitting with the Xbox. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just need to just I. So I, I, just, I would just really like a ro- like a roadmap now. Yeah. Like we that have enough. Nice. We have enough projects announced. We have enough, you know, big games announced and in, in smaller games. Like where where's the roadmap now? Right. Like oh, we got the rest of the year. We know Starfield's coming next November. What's coming in between there? What can we look forward to? I know they said they wanted to have at least one big, like one first party game a quarter. Uh, let's 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 get that roadmap out because I think well, I think that would I think that would also ease a lot of my discomfort too. Mm-hmm, yeah. Right, is like seeing because that's something that Nintendo does really well is like let's provide you a roadmap of like okay here's the thing coming in the next three months six months year right. Every time they have a direct, that happens. And I know I mentioned Nintendo on the show. I'm mad, guys. Nintendo. Woo! Woo! I'm mad. I love uh, coffee talk in Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ed, we had to, we have to do it at least once a show. Uh, yeah, but that's something that they've they've done really well with the Switch uh, era is is have a roadmap for people to hey here's what you can look forward to in the in the next you know three to 12 months and uh i think i think it would be really wise of nintendo to start or of microsoft to start uh either with an with whether they're redoing inside xbox or you know changing the way they do that or with with uh you know the what's their event that's coming up god the, the exo event yes thank you yeah uh, November well, I, November fourteenth through the sixteenth. By the yeah, way, yeah. <laughs> like it, honestly, I yeah, I think like a yeah, almost like a quarterly XO event. You know, mm-hmm, just to mm-hmm. say, hey, this is what we got coming down the pipeline. Yeah. This is what's coming out next I mean, quarter. Yeah. Because N- Nintendo does that very well. Admittedly, is that they keep things very close to the belt, and then when they announce something, it's not too far off in the future. Mm-hmm. Granted, they make a few slip ups, like obviously Metroid Prime and Bayonetta and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. you know, they um. Uh, uh, obviously, for the majority of the time, they're not doing like Sony, where it's like, "Hey, check this game out." That ain't coming out till 2023, guys. Have fun waiting. Yeah, you know, it's like, come on, yeah. don't do that to us. I yeah, I think I think if they did just like, 
maybe like like once a quarter once every eight to ten weeks they have like a small announce like video thing the way that the state of play is kind of set up for sony yeah uh but you know better uh and just say hey here's what you can look forward to in the coming weeks or the coming months here's your game pass announcements here's the first party releases here's the indie games coming to game pass and uh you know we'll see you in a couple months so. yeah i know i know that's probably kind of hard because you know sometimes game development can be so in flux like you got you know battlefield that obviously just got pushed back a whole month mm-hmm. um yeah you know other games that could kind of get like pushed back until indefinite amount but of see time. i think i think that's fine though like if if something gets delayed like that's up to the developer or if it's a first party game, it's up to Microsoft to go to the social media or like put a video on their YouTube channel or something and say, Hey, look, we know you're looking forward to this game, uh, due to unforeseen circumstances or whatever. We have to delay it by a couple months or whatever. Right. Like I think that that transparency is, is always good for a company. And I, I think that, and we need, and we need to stop judging developers for doing that. Like, yeah, stop shit talking them over news media to say like oh it's another delay so of course naturally there's probably problems at the development studio or there's problems here or problems there just like say the developers need more time that's it Mm -hmm. you don't need to fill any more of your bullshit you know uh rumors or you know this is what i think is happening yeah and they don't you know like they've made it very clear too that they don't you know more and more of these companies are trying to be you know, cautious about overworking, you know, the developers and yeah, they don't want to crush them, too. even though they even though yeah. they have to at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And because I mean, I, you know, I do think there is a healthy time to for crunch. But then that, you know, you need to also be be compensated for that. Yeah. the th- you know, I mean, like, that's that could be a that could be a whole topic for a different day. Right. Like, I just think that, like, there's a difference between like crunch and overtime and like the way that the industry talks about crunch right but like i, yeah. I think that's a conversation for a different day we're not going to get into sure that is for sure overall but, yeah. i mean oh go ahead story well i was going to say just to kind of put a nail in the coffin for me um you know i'm hopelessly optimistic mm-hmm. about xbox's future and their position right now I just think they need to start playing some of their cards like mm-hmm. soon. Yeah. Like to show that's... like this is what we got and this is when it's coming out. That's what we got and that's when that's coming out. Like mm-hmm. they need to start throwing some pretty solid hands out there that's... in order for me in order to probably bring people over. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. That's that's where I'm at, Stoya. That's uh, that's exactly where I'm at. I think that they've got a lot of good stuff announced. Let's let's start showing it and saying, "Hey, this is when it's coming out." You know, we know yeah. Forza, we know Halo, we know Starfield. What about State of Decay? What about Perfect Dark? Mm. What about Fable? What about, you know, uh, Avowed? So let's let's uh, or even Gears. You yeah, know, like a lot of this stuff. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Any, yeah. One final thought there, Jesse. Yeah, I just I was just gonna say yeah I do I do think though that um, if this the EXO event happens mm. uh, for sure this year. Um, because I, I was looking at that was a different that was something else. I can't find any updated one for it. Uh, but if it does happen, I do you know like that that event is supposed to just be f- to get the fans excited for the next year. And so I I do think that if we do do see an XO event, that that's gonna be where we get that roadmap mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know get it 
get everyone excited and ready to plan for for the next year. Yeah. You know? Well, keep in mind too. I forgot. I forgot that uh, the Tokyo Game Show is happening this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And Xbox is going to have a pretty big presence. So this could be, you know, where they announce another big acquisition like we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they will show a lot of their hands to say, here, mm-hmm. here, here's this is what we got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they do, you know, they they do need to get people in and, you know, that air in Asia and, and Japan and all that stuff and get get those people excited as well for for you know letting them know why they need an xbox so yeah right for sure i mean yeah we could definitely see something there too yeah plus i think plus just to just to wrap this up i think once i think we're gonna know more once halo is good to go because i know it's kind of all hands on deck right now for halo and uh yeah getting Mm -hmm. making Mm -hmm. sure that that game is perfect so Mm -hmm. we'll see optimistic we'll see we'll see yeah I think that's gonna do it for the show, guys. That was a. I feel like, feel like this is our best one yet with this crew. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, wow! What to say? <laughs> yeah, we're we gelling, bro. We're maybe gelling. maybe it's because I'm awake tonight. You know. <laughs> so maybe you have a more positive outlook on how things are going. You as a host. Yes. <laughs> I think you do. Though. I think you do just fine. That's fine. It's fine. Ah. <laughs> Shirt's coming soon. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening to this episode of Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast. Remember, you can listen to it on your podcast service every Tuesday morning or on our YouTube channel, the Boss Rush Network YouTube channel. You can catch us live on Sunday nights on twitch.tv slash the Boss Rush Network or just Boss Rush Network, not the Boss Rush Network. That was a flub on my part. Killed it. Damn it. it. <laughs> the show sucks now. You can catch all of our You can catch all of our content on bossrush.net and uh, find a plethora of shows and written content to enjoy. Stoy, where can we find you? Well, I am part of the EXP cast. We are also a video game podcast within the Boss Rush Games Network. Uh, we record episodes. Uh, we release them out for the public Mondays and Thursdays. Otherwise, you can catch me there on social media, EXPCast, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Jesse? You can find me almost everywhere. Is Phantom NXS. Neat. You can find me at IamCoreyNHD on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me hosting the Boss Rush Podcast on Wednesday nights here live on Twitch or on Monday mornings on your podcast service of choice. Stoy was on the most recent episode. The, the, that was a lot of fun. The comeback episode, you would say. Yeah. (laughs) So very excited to release that on Monday. Check it out. You can also catch me hosting tower casuals, the destiny podcast. I think that's it. I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening. And until next time, we love you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye now.